Hey guys, quick reminder, I am still sending out Dirty Sports koozies. To get koozies, all you need to do is leave an iTunes review, leave that Twitter or Instagram handle, and if you don't have one, email me, because I see a lot of people leaving iTunes reviews, which are great, but if I don't have a way to reach you, I don't have a way to send the koozies. Also, if you use any of our promo codes with our sponsors, that's another way to get the koozies. Somebody slid into my DMs today, used promo code DIRTY for the Lawnmower 3.0 with our friends at Manscaped, and I will be sending out those koozies this week. Are you going to the post office still? Yes. Seems like a bad idea. I don't talk to anybody. I drop it in the box, and I leave. Oh, you have a pre-postage and everything? Yes. Got it. I have postage here. I'm being safe. I'm being smart. I don't talk to anybody. I dropped them off. I went last week, sent out a bunch of new koozies. So if you want to get some koozies to keep those Miller Lights cold during the quarantine, just drop an iTunes review or use a promo code. And that's all I have for my end. I've got nothing. I'm uh, coronavirus. Little Dave Chappelle, let's start the show. Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host Joey. No chill, Prano. Hello, Andy. Doing the little sound effects over there, huh? Yeah. You told me that uh, we have one Miller Lite, the official beer of the Dirty Sports Podcast, left. I said, "What time is it?" You said. Miller time. Wednesday? And I said, good enough. And It's Monday. If you say so. (laughs) It's 5 o'clock somewhere. When in Rome. You know what I mean? This whole (laughs) quarantine has really changed the concept of time. Really has. We were just saying on on the ride up here, I was like, I feel like time has slowed down. Like, it feels way longer than two weeks. I mean, I know the time frame for... Many people in many cities and states across the globe uh, is different, but pretty officially here in Los Angeles, the quarantine's been happening about two weeks. Yeah. I was in Alabama. I got back two weeks ago today. They still do not know in Alabama. No. Just, uh, we don't have any cases. And they're like, you still don't have any tests, guys. That's why you don't have any cases. Actually, the day I was there, they had just started open to drive through situation i think it's easier when you're not in like the big cities like we are to just go okay you want to test yeah come come through but it's it's yeah the t- time has completely stopped yeah it's it feels it's, like years ago that we started this i know i mean i went to that we went to that ducks blues game that was almost three wednesdays ago and that's not that long ago and it, you talk about time standing still. I saw it when I was driving 
to grab you in Hermosa. You know, I saw a mural for Kobe Bryant. Think about that. Like, Kobe Bryant died with his daughter in a horrific helicopter crash. Nobody's talking about it, but that's yeah. my point. Like, I don't even remember. What was the date of that? It was the end of January. Right. But that's my point of that's such secondary news. Although, to be fair, people talked about it so extensively in the weeks after it happened. It's almost like we ignored the coronavirus because, you know, Beyonce and Alicia Keys and Jimmy Kimmel, they're all going to Staples and like having a big thing. Could we have gotten could we have gotten on flattening the curve earlier? Maybe. You're going there. You're going there, Mr. Prano. Listen, I've been quarantined for two weeks. Yeah. Um, also, you know, the idea of too soon at some point on this show, we're gonna have to get back to, you know, just talking about sports the way we talked about it before, you know, talk about Lakers players as they were. Well, we need sports for this to happen. Yeah. It's part of the problem. Yeah. We're, we're in such a standstill right now and we just, everything's becoming sports news. Did you see Melo's claiming like he'd have multiple titles if he was on the Pistons? Like this is what is considered sports news now i didn't see mellow like sounding off on instagram i didn't see it yeah it's not really worth covering yeah he basically he just said if they had taken him instead of darko he'd have multiple titles which is wildly hilarious well we covered a couple maybe a month a couple months ago or oh no this wasn't you this was with tug you were out of town performing we covered what ben wallace had said about that which was what i didn't listen it's 100% BS. Yeah. He, he said Carmelo would have completely ruined the dynamic of that team. And he cites things because he went on a podcast himself, Ben Wallace, and said, that, no. Well, the, you know, the, the, the thing that I saw people, the, the conversation people had was uh, then, he, then they wouldn't necessarily have had Rashid, but they, they would have still had Rashid because Rashid played the four. And Mello was a three then, but like you got it. We got to talk about if you're gonna if we're gonna even humor Mello with this nonsense. Tayshawn Prince is way better at that three spot than fucking Carmelo. Well, that's what Ben Wallace had said. Yeah, he talked about Tayshawn. Tayshawn just, just, just locked down Wingarder. That's what he was saying. Hella long, and then we got Carmelo. Oh, so on the, on this team that's driven by defense, we're gonna put a guy who plays no defense at the three. Well, that was the whole point. Is that they all played Well, apparently, roles. Carmelo Anthony didn't listen to your podcast, nor did he listen to the podcast Ben Wallace is on, because he's bored on Instagram talking about how you should have three championship rings from the from the Pistons. Yeah. That, that's a crazy take. Yeah. As many people know from this podcast, that was my greatest gambling moment in my life. Yeah. Was that, that Pistons championship. So I really am happy. That Carmelo Anthony wasn't on that team. That can you imagine if he had ruined, like if I didn't have that fantastic double down on the Pistons from that season? I almost rewatched some of that series. The NBA Network or NBA TV, I'm sorry, has been re airing just like NFL Network, and they did that. What was that? 2004. Yeah. NBA Finals. Lakers, Pistons, which the Lakers uh, lost four out of five games. The Pistons won four out of five games, I yeah. should say. And uh, I should have watched those because 
That team, they just... That was Ben's whole point, if you listen to that podcast. They played as a team. And they not only did they play as a team, they had a great team, and they added Rashid, and it was just perfect. Yeah. It was perfection. That was... So, my... Uh, my bet was I put a hundred bucks on them to win the title when they got Rashid. And I think at the time it was like 18 to one or something like that. And then I well really tripled down and I put another 300 on it pre playoffs when they were, I think still seven to one to win the championship. I had no money at the time, by the way, I was putting like, I was like not paying my rent to like gamble on the Pistons. Pretty reckless. Pretty reckless. Yeah. Unless you hit for what ended up being like, you know, $3,900. I wonder how this whole delay has affected the odds. Like, like how is this pause of the NBA season slash who knows if they're ever going to finish affecting title odds? It's got to affect it in some way, right? Yeah, but I, I, I imagine if you're a casino right now that the lines are off right yeah i can't imagine that you can bet on it because it changes everything yeah how much rest everybody's been getting i i swear i mean if you follow sam tripoli on twitter he's still claiming this is all hoax and you know there's no this this is all a scam he still thinks that oh yeah yeah he's just trolling people and he does it after midnight he's he does it like he does it Moscow Russian bot style. Like he it, only does things on overnights to like, tr- to, you know, at, he's just fighting with other bots. At this point, is Sam just a walking troll or moron? Yeah. But I said right when it happened, when the NBA eventually comes back and we're going to talk about it, playing in bubbles or whatever, and the Lakers just cruise to a title because LeBron James has just had all of this rest. Look, Sam Tripoli is going to, Sam Tripoli is going to start just get, get a gun and start shooting people. He he's gonna take out more people than the coronavirus. He's just gonna lose his mind. He's gonna be like, they, they made the Clippers play all these back to backs. Then they gave LeBron James. This is too much off the rest. No, he won't. He won't even know NBA is happening. Right. He's 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 what we call a casual sports fan. Well, that is that is the news or the, for a lack of term, that conspiracy being floated around now, is that the NBA is possibly discussing. I don't know if anybody saw this. Playing the season in some sort of bubble in two cities, whether it's somewhere in the Bahamas. Now, this is a theoretical bubble, right? This is according to. This is in a literal bubble. They're not like putting up a biodome. Yeah, this is a theoretical bubble. Right. But by that, they mean they would take. There's what? There's the 30 or 32 teams in the NBA. 32? Sounds right. Okay. 30? No, there might be 30. So they'll split the league. Two football teams. They'll split the league into into halves, right? So they're fifteen or sixteen teams, and in those two cities, they play the games without fans. And that bubble is going to include the players, the coaches, the trainers, but also announcers. Basically, it's like a giant campus, and they've discussed maybe even doing this on a college campus. I love it. I'm all for it because it's. It's like the idea of what is the the other option is not have the bas- rest of the basketball season. Correct. So when you're weighing it against, oh, like let's just let everybody come back and play, which we're, they're not going to do, and just you know have let's have the NBA start again in whatever you know month and keep going. Like 
that's not going to happen. So why not do this? Well, 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 I guess it turns into a collective bargaining thing with the players saying they don't want to play without fans. Why? Don't they want? Don't they want to have a winner this season? Don't they want to finish off this season? The majority of the money is coming from TV deals. Everybody's going to watch this. I agree. If if they said, I mean, realistically, how many viewers do you think? If they announce today, right now, if they announce tomorrow, live on ESPN. 7 p.m. tomorrow night, Kawhi and LeBron James are going to play one-on-one. How many people tune in? 30 million? 40? All the peoples? A billion, 1 billion people. How many people tune in if they announce right now that tomorrow night LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard are going to play winners outs to 21 from an empty arena? Everybody? What are we doing? Yeah, I'm I- watching Ozark. And I don't even like it. <laughs> I agree, man. I completely agree. So, like, the TV money's just going to go through the roof. Well, here's some quick numbers. The Wall Street Journal did a great article, which I read the other day. If the NBA does not continue for the rest of the season, Disney slash ABC slash ESPN is set to lose $400 million. TNT is set to lose $211 million in ad revenue. So between those two... Brands, corporations, you're talking over 600 million lost in revenue, which, like you're saying, I agree. You could still put the product out there. It sucks that there's no fans. And I know LeBron said he doesn't want to play without fans. And that whole situation isn't good or it's not ideal. But from a rating standpoint, first of all, they're still playing for fans. They're just not playing for live fans. And also, everybody knows I'm a LeBron James slurper. But LeBron James isn't every player in the NBA. I don't think Carmelo Anthony's playing for fans. If he if he was, he'd pass. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are like playing well, the spirit of competition, but let's be honest, the most most of them are playing for money. But how does this work? I I'm confused. If you had two or three or ever how many campuses set in this bubble? How many courts are they playing on? Cuz there has to be so many courts. Right, for 30 teams. Well, I, I would imagine it would be something along the lines of, like, the NIT, where, you know, Madison Square Garden's got four games started at 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. and 5 p.m. and 8 p.m., and they're just grinding games out. Yeah. Makes sense. I'm all for it. You know well, what they could do? What's that? You know how the Saints used to pump crowd noise into the crowd to make their— Stadium louder? Allegedly. You could have a live DJ who puts in like uh, audience reactions for everything. So like it feels like the athletes have some fans there. You know, we're not that far removed from holograms. What if we have hologrammed fans in the stands in the future? I mean, everybody is on Zoom right now. Just put one gigantic screen on one side of the court and we all FaceTime in. Oh, I love it. And we're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. If they can play, play. It sucks that there's no fans, but if they can finish the season, imagine them just not finishing the season. They're already 60-plus games in. It's 
really messing with like a lot of different. I mean, Le- LeBron was supposed to pass the scoring title, like you know, two and a half seasons from now or whatever. Like, there's a lot of things of just not playing the games. Yeah. In baseball, you know, they're talking about shortening innings, shortening, you know, seven inning double headers. Uh, like, there's a lot of things that are affected by it. Like, I was saying, I can't imagine having a baseball season that's less than 100 games. But when you think about, like, the Mike Trouts of the world that are chasing, like, all-time things, losing 60 random games is crazy. Yeah. And it sucks, but isn't it better than no games? I agree. 100%. It's better than nothing. It is 100% better than nothing. That's the thing that we're comparing it to. We're comparing them to just not playing. So like, oh, we're really going to have the NBA Finals in front of no fans? How about no NBA Finals? Who was the champion last year? There was none. Nobody wants that. Uh, yeah, I think I think it could be cool. Yeah. Well, it would be a time in history we'd all remember. You, you'd remember watching those games with no fans. It's such a unique circumstantial situation. That I, I would love it. And I mean, I still remember the Knicks making the finals against the Spurs as an eight seed. They were an eight seed because it was a sh- strike shortened season. Yeah. You know, and they had injuries and they, they just came together late in the year. But an eight seed going to the NBA finals. Yeah. It's, it's the kind of thing where anything can happen, but I think you just got to play it. And I, again, I don't know if that means shortening the regular season and getting to the NBA the NBA playoffs sooner, uh, you know, baseball season obviously should have started a couple of days ago. Now we're eating away at the baseball. We'll eat away at the baseball season way faster than we have been the NBA. Like how many games is the NBA missed at this point? 10 major league baseball will have missed 10 games in six days. Well, there's talk of, Double headers once baseball comes back in seventh inning double headers. Again, all talk. Right. Baseball is way more possible. I mean, you you look at those sports uh those the sports complexes like in spring training and stuff like that. There are there are spring training complexes that have six, seven fields on them. You could play them all literally at the, you could play six games at the same time. Yeah. Using the same parking lot. Yeah. Let's go. Arizona put a put a I mean literally biodome you know Phoenix Tempe and let's just play baseball in this biodome. Everybody else, get out. If you're not on a, on a major league baseball team, get out. We've we've moved you. And to make it fair, you get to go to live in like Mike Trout's offseason home. You know? You get to go to like South Jersey and live in Mike Mike Trout's mansion. And Mike Trout's going to live in your house and play baseball. Florida, well, I say stay out of Florida. We don't need to. We don't need to be involved in Florida. Put them all in Arizona. We will relocate people in the Phoenix, Tempe area. So we're we're a couple weeks into this, especially out here in California. We were the first state to basically issue a lockdown. And you were saying in the car ride up, we're going to be here for a minute. But you also made a good point. If our state stays how we've been coming up on two weeks for another 30 days, 
you would think it would, just from a logical standpoint, it would have to flatline. I have no idea. Yeah, you would think, but I have no idea. The reason I'm bringing that up is if things flatline a little, you would think that would give more courage to sports leagues to I, go ahead. By the way, the, the money, the, I don't know if you're following us, the financial stuff is an issue. What I read was that baseball, they're, fr- they're paying their players, April, about $170 million in salary. But the owners are not going to really want to keep paying. Right. It's, it's no different than us paying rent out here. Yeah. So then it turns into a— They also all have that 1200 bucks coming to them, so that's nice. Yeah. It turns into a financial issue. Yeah. Absolutely. Of course it does. And that's why the answer is to get the TV money. Yeah. You're not going to be able to sell the hot dogs. You're not going to be able to sell the beers. You're not going to be able to hold us at knife point for parking and be like, you want to come in? It's $70. Like, well, I I don't want to get in the the stadium. Uh, But the TV deals, they make way more money on TV than they do on all that stuff anyway. It's just play the games. You know what, man? I've I've heard this term tossed around a lot, and I'm going to use it. And I used it when we discussed during our live broadcast of uh, Super Bowl 43 on Friday. The reset button is good sometimes. It's awful that people are dying. It's awful that this is a, this is a worldwide pandemic. But you know what? Especially here and especially with capitalism, when the market can run amok, this is going to be good for sports in the long term, I think. Hear me out. Ticket prices were out of control. They were. Well, that I don't think that's going to reset. I think it, I, I think I, it will for a minute. I think, I think sports, I think they're just going to raise the prices when they come back. I completely disagree. People are going to be scared. This thing is real. I think people are going to be scared to go to the ballparks, scared to go to the NBA arenas, the football stadiums. I mean, if you're a family of four, you can't afford going to an NBA playoff game. You can't afford taking your kids to an NFL game and toss in parking and beer and hot dogs. The ridiculous overpriced... From from top to bottom, it's all overpriced, right? It's so ridiculously overpriced. I'm I'm hoping, and, and I don't know how it could not reset that market and kind of say to the owners, "Hey, man, you guys are a bunch." But you're of- saying they won't be able to pay for it even because everybody will have been out of work and that kind of thing. Everyone's been out of work. There's a fear factor of going into a stadium with other packed people. I think you'll see ticket prices extremely low well i've told you many times and like i saw it after 9-11 in new york like the the, the couple months after 9-11 it was the first and only time in the history of new york city where people were like nice to each other yeah but then one day you woke up and people were just back to swearing at each other and spitting at each other on the subway like it if it does reset it's going to reset momentarily but i think you know w- one season removed in all of these sports. Like if they get to baseball season this year, opening day 2021, if they play any games this year in any fashion, owners aren't going to miss a beat. They're just going to be like, prices are what they are. Pay them or don't. We, we're making the majority of our money on – I mean, we've talked about it before. What the owners don't understand is putting coming to the game, the experience of going to the game at a price point where they would actually be making more money. But they make so much money from the TV things. They're like, what is the max somebody will pay for a beer? What is the max somebody will pay for parking? What is the max? And they try to push that max point all the time as opposed to saying, as you, like, 
we we've done it a couple times on this show. We've we've planned to go to like free hot dog night or beer and a dog for whatever night. Like those games are always sold out. Yeah, and did. it's like, wh- how do you guys not understand how this works? Yeah, those hot dogs are. You know, so cheap to make sautéed rat parts and and bones. <laughs> like this costs you nothing. Yeah, this is the meat that Joe Exotic couldn't use on his tigers. <laughs> it's like Walmart expired meat that the tigers turned down. That then they just blend up, and then that's a hot dog. That's yeah. a ballpark dog. Like it costs you nothing. Why would you not do this? No, I agree. But, but that's the thing. So yeah, I I think it'll reset for a little bit, but it's not going to have. Like I think a year from now, it's going to be a sixteen dollars beer at a ballpark. And I'm not disagreeing with you, but I think for sure it'll reset for the 2020 fiscal year. I mean, how can it not? The same way we discussed rent. How can how can rent not reset in cities like Los Angeles, New York, San Francisco, where it's so expensive just to live, just to have a spot? It's so overpriced. It has to reset because nobody's going to be paying their rent. Yeah, but I mean, this, that's when you look at how all this has gone down with the government and everything. Like people get bailed out. Like you know, oh well, is it going to reset? You know, airline prices. Everybody's like, yeah, we'll see when we get back to flying again. If they're still charging us for to choose a seat, they will. They just got handed money from the government. And for the record, and by the way, for the record, before you go, if you've ever been on Twitter going like, Bernie's a socialist, that'll never work. You better not cash that twelve hundred dollar check. You better not take that free government money. You better not get that take that money that they printed for you, put in your bank account. If you're like a always Donald Trump capitalism, rah rah America, this is what we were built on, kill all the commies. America just printing money now. Just what's, devaluing money. What's gonna definitely And they're, by the way, they're not even printing it because it's never gonna be in the form of an American dollar bill. It's just coming to you digitally. It's gonna definitely cause inflation. But Concerning the airlines, we have them by the balls for like the first time since 9-11. And, and you're right. And it's sad. We Like me, maybe it's my all or nothing mentality. I don't want to give a penny to the airlines. You know what, Joe? I was going to say, fuck them. That's right. Wow. Oh, my God. You cost yourself money just, just in doing that. My, my take on the airlines is this. They nickel and dime all of us. Every single person listening or watching this show. Every single person. No one's excluded from this. Even very wealthy people. No one's excluded. They charge you. Where have we gone from pre-9-11 where you got a meal to now they charge you for the seats you select, luggage, all that stuff. They want to charge you everything. We have them. Let them fail. Well, it's you, it's already over. We're not letting them fail. But 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 this is this is where I get so frustrated. They're the worst. The only airline I respect is Southwest because they don't. Except you don't get a seat. That's another one. Like I I I tweeted let everybody but Delta and JetBlue because they're the only, only place that ever treated me with any sort of respect and gave me any sort of like care in my in my treatment. Like even even since I've been traveling since I've been injured, like Delta was like. We'll move you to a bulkhead, and we'll have somebody meet you at the thing. American Airlines was like, cool story, bro. What, what do you need? Like, you want a cup of water? Take some medication? I was like, I, I need, like, whatever. Like, Southwest, what is this? If I buy an airline ticket, I want to know what seat I'm sitting in. Number and letter. Not choose, we'll give it to you at the gate. Not I, line up like a herd. I disagree, man. Southwest is the only. Southwest is a bus. But it's not. First come, first serve. It's not, though. 
if you get your ticket early enough, you get a better number. And then you go, you ch- and then and you got to, like, have no eye contact with people and, like, make it seem like you're sleeping on the middle of the seat so some fat guy doesn't come and take the middle row. Because D45 is an obese guy who bought his flight yesterday, and he comes down, and you you have the thing. He's like, well, I'm not walking to the back. I, I, I'm going to disagree with you on this one. I think I think of all the airlines I've ever flown, I love Southwest the most. They, they don't charge for a bunch of BS. They don't charge to move your flights. They just don't, dude. All these other all these other airlines are the worst. They, they they're without a doubt the worst. And the fact that we're bailing them out is a huge mistake to me. Let let's not only re, let's reset how we treat people. Like that's my whole thing on this whole coronavirus. Hopefully, people aren't besides binging, and that's fine. Stay inside, binge watch all your shows. But maybe we should be mentally evaluating how companies and i got to read the article i saw a headline it was something along the lines and i and i'm a huge fan i know you are of his mark cuban saying how companies treat customers how they treat employees over this pandemic will greatly affect those companies for years to come right who are the companies that are respecting their employees or respecting their customers and the ones that aren't you're never going to be loyal to again yeah. Like, the, you know, I mean, I've seen a lot of things where people are boy, like uh, Whole Foods workers worked, walked out, right? Because they're like, they want some sort of pay raise and or coverage and or like protection from this stuff. And it's like, dude, Whole Foods is owned by Amazon. Yeah. Like, how are you guys not taking, how much money do you need, dog? <laughs> like, you yeah. are making a lot of money. Yeah, Jeff You're the Bezos. wealthiest person on earth. Give every, give every cashier $10,000. At a Whole Foods right now, $10,000 cash. You're working all the things till this pandemic's over. Are you in or are you out? He wouldn't miss a beat. Yeah. He wouldn't even know it was gone. He'd make it up in, you know, interest. I saw someone with an interesting tweet. Obviously, you could never do this. It was saying if you taxed like the 1% wealthiest in America, did you see this? No. Like Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates. You know, that, those type of people, Warren Buffett's, if you tax them right now, like the, the, the amount of money they'd still have, like the, the argument was they could cover combined like a $2 trillion bailout. And again, you couldn't do that because that's personal wealth. Right. But it, it, it's, it's just an interesting idea, I thought. An interesting concept. But to bring it back to sports... That is how I feel. The airlines are the rich NFL owner or, you know, the business mogul who owns the NBA team, who does give the middle finger constantly to the fans. Well, you know, that's what's going on with my Mets is there's all this talk about how the Wilpons, you know, backed out of that deal. They were going to get $2 billion for their team. They're not going to get $2 billion. No, that's. And you know what? That's another great thing. And, and, and good. And good. Those guys want, you know, Cohen wanted to buy the team. He's giving you great money. And you're doing this thing like you want control or whatever. Good. It, it makes, nothing makes me happier than the idea that they just lost half a billion dollars. Well, that's a good point. I did read something else, too, about that. It was discussing how, in a way, it's like the the housing market or any other market where NBA, not just NBA, sports franchises were overvalued, right, Joe? Like at this point, it, it, it was saying what t- what 
teams are costing now versus just 10 years ago, it's ridiculously double, triple the value. But it's saying this is going to reset that. Good. You're right. People aren't – if you want to sell an NBA team tomorrow, it was saying you, you could definitely get people to buy it, but good luck getting, good luck getting a, a mid-market team, a Milwaukee Bucks-type team, to sell for $2 billion. Yeah. It'd be tough. So – I don't know, man. This this will be interesting how it all plays out. I think we're both in agreement, it sounds like. We want to see sports, whether it's in a high school gym or a playground or wherever. And that's not even me being selfish like I need sports. Like, I actually miss sports less than I thought I would in a way. I was like, oh, my God, they're canceling everything. Like, what are we going to do? But when you're when you're in this, like, everything's so weird that it's like, It'd be weird to be watching sports now. But at the same time, I, I'm not even coming from a sport, a selfish sports fan. I'm just going for the history of sports or for like for your for the benefit of your league. Why would you ever want to just not have it happen if you could have it happen? The idea of not playing it and not televising it and not whatever, play it just to play it and to trust the box scores or whatever? Of course not. But to play it and be able to show it on TV so that you guys don't lose that TV money so that we don't have to talk about not paying the players yeah. so that we don't have to talk. And, and obviously if that leads to entertainment for us, that's a bonus. Yeah, I agree. Well, God damn it. I want to stop watching Ozark. <laughs> we, we can't, we can't not bring this up. We're discussing NFL owner, or I'm sorry, NBA owners and James Dolan. Yeah. You guy. I mean, if this is what comes out of it, you know, he got if the we're, if we're he all, got the Rona. If we're all quarantined for weeks, and and honestly, I've seen a lot of people. You know, James Dolan is hated, and I've seen a lot of people be like, you know what, this is karma and whatever. But also, like, I'm not wishing bad things. Like, I'm totally wishing bad things on James Dolan. <laughs> I'm totally he's a he's a terrible person. Yeah, he treats fans of his teams like trash he treats employees of his team like trash he treats former players and employees of his team like trash he's a bad person yeah this is all this is karma gonna get you like i'm not saying i hope he dies but i'm saying i hope that something bad enough happens where he needs to get out like he needs to get out of being the owner of the knicks because ventilator for life this guy i mean stefan marbury Gave like ten million masks or something like that to to New York City, like that. Like Stephen Marbury, kind of a lunatic when he played for the Knicks, kind of a jerk, not the most unselfish basketball player, but like doing stuff. You'll never hear that James Dolan did anything like that ever because he's a terrible person. And honestly, it's funny that the news came out right after the news that he sold the forum came out. Like, lot going on in Dolan Land right now. Yeah. Put him in a bunker. Keep him away from everybody. You know, put him in one of those COVID tents in Central Park. Put armed guards outside of it. Never let anybody in. Never let anybody out. I never want to hear or see from him again. Karma's a bitch. You believe in karma? I mean, if if this is if this is a reason to believe it, this is this is good enough for me. I do now. Yeah. I mean, look, Tom Hanks got it. You got to wonder what he was up to, right? Seemingly, <laughs> seemingly a great guy. But James Dolan, it re- I, it, I do not wonder. It really has been interesting seeing who gets it. But but I think 
it's a lot. I mean, a lot of these wealthy people, I'm not surprised because they travel. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, though? If, if you travel a lot, I would assume you're more prone to have it because you're you've exposed to different countries, different cities, different people. Because people always seem surprised. They're like, wow. I, I assume James Dolan got it because people spit at him all the time. <laughs> and it's a saliva-borne virus. Charles Oakley must be I mean, look, really, really enjoying this. Like, think about it. If you're James Dolan, how, like, how much do you must feel like a jerk? You go, everything I've done in my life causes people to think. The first thing people think when they see me is, I'd love to spit in that guy's face. Yeah. And now we have a virus that's like, don't touch your face. Don't get airborne particles on your face. I'm surprised Dolan didn't get it faster. Yeah. I'm surprised that patient zero. I'm surprised that the bat didn't spit on him. I heard he gave it. I heard he got it from making out with Harvey Weinstein. James Dolan is patient zero. Can we go for a title? (laughs) He's been hiding it for months. By the way, I got to give a shout out. Side note. This amazing t-shirt I got in the mail. I know. You've just been having it sit here. I don't know who gave me this shirt. It's 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 a red. It's Zach Keller. Is it Zach Keller? If I it's, think so. If it's Zach, thank you. It's a red shirt with the Cincinnati Reds C logo, and instead of saying Reds inside the C logo, that C starts off the word chili. Yeah. So we got a message from Zach on Twitter, right, uh, a couple days ago, and uh, he said, "Be on the lookout. Might ship two separate packages. You'll know which ones are meant for each of you." Ah. And. Uh, and I got one that said meets, and you got one that said meets in the Mets font, the script Mets font, and you got one that said chili. I'm assuming it's from him, although, like I said, the, the address label, the return address label on mine was uh, not to Zach, but, you know, maybe there's some confusion. So I'm pretty sure it's Zach, though. So Love shout it. out to Zach because meets and chili, solid. I've already rocked my meats shirt a few times. Can't wait to wear it. Can't wait. Let's let's get to some dirt ball calls. We're talking about the dirt balls. This is the new thing. Dirt ball calls nice and early. Well, we have these been desanitized? If we we wipe these down. Uh you have the COVID. Let's uh let's let's get the calls going here. Dirt ball, dirt ball calls. We got the dirt ball, dirt ball calls. Nick singing the jingle. Is that making you angry? No. Reminding you of your boy. It's not making me angry at all. How, How about you get us a song, Nick? Can you do that? Just do the song, man. What's you need? I'll say this much about Nick before we get to the calls. I told him this the other day. Nick can uh, he can rap a little. Like he can spit some he can spit some rhymes. You know, we've been watching Little Dicky on uh, the show Dave, which I know you enjoy. Yeah, it's a good show on FXX. Little Nicky. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, we we were we were all fired up the other day. We, we binged like four episodes in a row. Yeah, and, good show. Uh, and. Uh, Old Nicky D over here was spitting some bars afterwards. And we all know he, he helped he basically wrote most of Dent Town Road. Yeah. Now, are, were you upset to see Chris Wilde did Lockdown Road? No, it was good. I, by the way, I fully support Chris Wilde has done, I don't know, what, 10? I, honestly, yeah. I think, I think he's at eight or nine. Eight or nine coronavirus uh, tracks. I support him. Yeah. The guy has nothing but time on his hands. Yeah. I, I've, I'm very close to texting him because I'm like, he, you know, he's scraping the bottom of the barrel at this point. What did he do? I think he did a Neil Diamond one today. He did. Uh, I, I need Panda. I need Panda becoming pandemic. 
I just need panda, panda, pandemic. No way Wild even knows that song. Well, he better learn it. Yeah. All right, well, let's hear it from the Dirt Balls. Andy, Joe, it's your number one farmer dirt ball, Jay from Minnesota. I'm out on this lovely morning, a rainy Minnesota morning. I have a question for Joe. Should LeBron have left Carmelo Anthony to die in the sea, in your opinion, as a Knicks fan? How that affected your life? Um, just like your take on that. And, uh, you know, as a farmer, I'm an essential worker, but I think everyone gets a little too high and mighty about that. Everybody else is just as essential that you guys stay put and do your part in this whole coronavirus debacle, and especially thanks to all the nurses and healthcare workers out there. So uh, everybody keep on keeping on. Thanks for the content, guys. Stay dirty. Thanks for the call. Thanks for the, thanks for all that you're doing out there on the farm. Uh, and thanks for all the healthcare workers. Yeah. W- w- the question was, he, should he have let Carmelo die? Did you follow this? No. This was probably the same. Was this the same Instagram thing that he did with D Wade? Apparently, true story. During the banana boat thing. Okay. Carmelo like jumped out in water and it. it the, and surprise, surprise! Carmelo can't swim. Well, the tide kind of took him farther than he thought, and he he went. To kind of the middle of nowhere, and LeBron jumped in. And apparently, saved him with one arm. Wow! Like, like brought him back to the boat or wherever they were on a sea do, whatever it was. Yeah, it was the banana boat. It was like the inflated boat with one arm. Wow! What year was this? What year did that happen? I mean, it doesn't. Here's here's what I'll say. Uh, you know, Carmelo Anthony. Depending on the year, it would have been nice to not have Carmelo Anthony on the Knicks. But at, but at the same time, like I think the Carmelo Anthony era of the Knicks was important. Um, it re- They really bottomed out, and I really think that everybody saw... The, like Carmelo on the Knicks is what everybody needed to see. This is how not to play basketball. Like This is the epitome of how not to play basketball. You're in the big city. You're the big star. You just shoot all the time. You just want to pause. You're you set a record-breaking number of losses for a team. Never got them anywhere. Never did anything like. And honestly, the Mike D'Antoni Knicks, the the, the Mike D'Antoni Knicks were going one way. Carmelo Anthony comes in. Mike D'Antoni shoots off. Carmelo Anthony stays. I really think that that is the the breaking point. In the NBA, everybody, two guys came in, they went their separate ways, and the whole league went with one, one of the two of them. The whole league went, we're doing it D'Antoni's way. And nobody does it Carmelo's way anymore. After, for a long time. Is this the Robert Frost poem? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What, what's it called again? The road Less Travel. Yeah. What is it? Path? One of those? I don't two know. roads diverged in yeah, yellow wood. But, What's the what's the poem called? I think it's called The Road Less Traveled. Yeah. Um, everybody, the, and the NBA's been better for it. The NBA is a great product. Yeah. And everybody's gone to sharing and shooting and and speed and whatever. And, and everybody's got away from the style of basketball that is not pleasurable to watch and not su- su- successful and only enjoyed by weird... 40 to 55 year old white men who for some reason think 
Michael Jordan was like Michael Jordan wasn't white guys. Stop it! You're like, whoa, 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 what are you guys doing? This ter- this terrible again. Only fifty two year old white men like Sam Tripoli. They're the only people who like it. If he's even that young, I don't know. Only fifty something white guys were like Michael Jordan. I still use Fruit of the Looms. What do you think? What do you think guys are doing right now? Like I have NBA thought, guys. I have thought about that. Like, like take take especially the really gaming. Gaming. Like, is LeBron, he's just an easy example to you, or any of them? Yeah, Le- LeBron is not the example because he's not the typical guy. LeBron's okay. making TikToks with his family. Yeah. But, but like, take their day. Take I'm talking about the best, LeBron's, the Giannis's of the world. Are they playing ball every single day? Are they working? Like, Yes. They have to be, right? Yeah. I'm sure they got their own courts and, like, their houses. Yeah. Man. Or someplace train. But I think a lot, a lot of the guys are probably... I think Dame Lillard's getting up a lot of shots and laying down a lot of tracks. You know what I mean? I think John Morant's getting up a lot of shots, playing a lot of NBA 2K. Like I think it's just, it's just preseason for them. They're just they're just working out and doing bullshit. You know what we should do? You see all these celebrities, and I tweeted about it a couple weeks ago because it was getting to my nerves. All these idiot celebrities, like. Yeah, stay inside. Look, I'm all about people staying inside, but you you shouldn't be the mouthpiece of this in your $10 million mansion that has everything. What we should do is you tell the celebrities because it's a small group of people, you tell them, no, you go outside. We get your house. You like this idea? No. <laughs> I already had generally the same idea, but in, but at least both parties were having it. They we get the celebrity athletes' houses, but just to replace them in these bubble communities, you're gonna have to live in my 1,200 square foot ranch house in you know Goodyear, Arizona, and and I get to go to your mansion, but only because you're coming to this bubble city. But otherwise, hey man, they earned it, right? Matt Damon can stay in his mansion. Of course he can. Right, Goodwill Hunting. Then you can have a mansion no, and not no, be no. running your podcast out of you're, a studio you're, apartment. You're not. You're not understanding what I'm saying. I'm saying these people who stand on a soapbox who are like trying to lecture. I think it's. I think it's important. I the, the one thing I hate is when people like go at go after people like. I don't care what like stay in your lane. Like the whole thing is like th- those are the people who have the most following. Why shouldn't they tell people to stay home or do whatever? The, the, well, I completely disagree. Then say it with some sort of humility and understanding that you live in. Who a, are you talking about? Like who specifically is like pissing you off? You, you just you see a lot of them. I know. I want an example because I haven't. I don't. Chrissy, I Chrissy Teigen is one of them. Your favorite? I mean, yeah. It's honestly, I have. I have the the words Chrissy and Teigen and Chrissy Teigen. I have the word legend muted on Twitter. I don't care how people. That's why I spell legend now because I don't want to hear. I, you're not catching me off guard. I want nothing. That that whole couple's muted. So didn't see it. But I I haven't. I mean, besides the imagine thing, which again was like pretty tone deaf, but like of just celebrities being dumb and bored. Like I haven't seen anything that's especially heinous. Like. Celebrity nonsense, but I again, I don't follow anybody that's like one of those people. Well, let's get to a a very, very important question that has been. But uh, I don't think I even answered that question. Uh, no, I think I think LeBron should have saved Carmelo, and uh, 
to come back to it. I think you should have saved him. I think that that part of the of the NBA was important. But also, I think him having saved him is why he didn't feel the need to save him in the basketball sense. You notice as LeBron on this like mellow D Wade Chris Paul like he he worked really hard to try to play with Chris Paul. He did play with Dwayne Wade twice. He never made that effort to play with Carmelo. And everybody's like, "Well, you pick up your boy. You pick up your boy." And it's like we've one thing we've seen LeBron do. He may maybe he's a hero on the banana boat. He's never been a, he's never played hero ball. He's never been a hero on the court, and he's never tried to do heroic things in terms of like I'm going to take this bum, ISO, no defense playing clown just because I hang out with him off the court. So I'm glad that he didn't save Melo for two reasons. One, it was good for the Knicks to bottom out. And it's good that he then didn't have to like bring him onto those Cavs team or the Heat or anything like that. Well, next call is a question that has been asked uh, throughout time, Joe, and I guess we are here to answer it. Hey, Dirty Sports, it's JT, long-time listener from Jersey. I just had a question, and you know, if you guys could go over it, does size really matter? Pretty simple question. Everyone talks about it all the time. Just like to get your take. Condoms are for Joe Bartnick. Oh, wow. man. Old Joe Bartnick. Layoff Bartnick. Uh, does size matter? You've heard this your entire life. We've all heard it. I mean, he is clearly talking about dicks. Yes. Okay. And I'd say yes, it does. I, I, I mean, this would be my argument. Obviously, I'm not a female. Or am I? There's only so much you can do, right? With what you have, whether you're big, small, medium, whatever. So I would think, I guess I should, I should change that. There's only so much you could do if it's a certain size, small. Right. I think that, again, I'm not a female either, but I, I've got to imagine that there's like a, a pretty solid hot zone. And that hot zone probably shifts in, in, in both directions depending on who you are as a woman. You know what I mean? I'm I'm assuming there's too small and there's too big. A hundred percent. Right? So it obviously matters. Here, here, I, th- I think you want – it's kind of like the political spectrum. You never want somebody who's too liberal. You never want somebody who's too conservative. You want, the, you want a moderate penis. I think it's like – I think it's like an automobile, you know? You don't put Shaq in a Volkswagen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like – and also you don't put you in a Ford F-150. Like – who, who, like now I've got to help you in and out of the car every day. <laughs> we've got, we've got to have, we've got to have like a rope ladder that you toss out the door. Like you're getting out of a, you know, like a, a sizable boat. <laughs> like, I, you know, it, it, it's just, you gotta, my car fits me is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. I'm just saying like, I'm not sure that you should be fucking Lizzo. Right. And I'm not sure. That Shaq should be fucking Shakira. Why can't I have sex with Lizzo? She's too big for me. You've got you've got a certain amount of area just to push through. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you need a. You need a you know you know you need to send a scout in. I gotcha. Right. I gotcha. I mean, look, I think it does matter. I think. Like I'm saying, to to use a term, to use you know, sort of a. A sexual term. If you were hitting it from the back, are you really hitting anything from the back? Well, well, the thing you're just hitting her in the back. 
just like hitting her. I feel like we're now taking his question of actual penis size and moving on to matching up with somebody. And I, and I, but my point is, of course it matters, but it doesn't matter simply like the bigger, the better, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, I, look, but I do think you make valid points as far as matching up. Like though. I would love a bigger penis, but I don't want twice as much penis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think there are I think there are probably people out there who would be like I would take twice as much penis. Yeah. I don't want twice as much yeah. penis. All I know is an old equation in physics. F equals MA, force equals mass times acceleration. So, it's all about your acceleration and your mass is a multiplier of that acceleration. So, you can definitely get by. We got, we're calling him Nicky Jackhammer now. <laughs> the Jackrabbit. Uh, no, so it definitely helps. Yeah, Nick, I think it has an impact. Nicky Newton over here. When yeah. did Isaac Newton take over the mic? Look, look, it matters, uh, but also knowing how to use it definitely matters. I, I always tell people, I feel like too many people are too scared to ask their partner what they like. So that's my one piece of advice if we're going to touch on this topic. Ask your partner, your wife, whoever it is, your lover. Ask them what they like. What turns them on? What don't they like? People are too scared to talk in the bedroom. I I think you know the 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 idea that a man, a dirt ball, not a dirt ballette, is calling in to ask us. It's it's clearly one side of the equation, right? Like I think, you know whatever the the female version of dirty sports is, you know, dirty panties or whatever. Uh, I'm sure that they would have dirty a, panties. I'm sure that they would have a different response to this. But again, I just can't, I can't see Andy like rope laddering out of an F one fifty. Yeah. Like I said, I, I think I, I picked the right vehicle. I mean, come on. A, a little hatchback fits me. I'm a little guy. Now, what about me getting out of like a Lamborghini? Still just as ridiculous. No. So that's like, that's, I mean, look at small dicks everywhere have Lamborghinis. What are you, what are you saying, Joe? I'm, no, I'm just saying small. That, those are the guys who drive them these days, right? Yeah. All right. One that's, more. Not a, that's not an attack on you. I'm just saying you're probably even better off. One more call. Sure. What's up, boys? It's your number one retired stripper dirt ball, Bryson. Um, I told Andy on a previous call that y'all didn't make it to that um, after I retired. I, I work for Anheuser-Busch now. I'm one of their salesmen out of the Atlanta, Georgia area. So uh, working for y'all's competitor, but it's okay. I'm still so glad y'all got that Miller Lite sponsor. Y'all been wanting it for years, so I'm happy for that. Well, my question is, um, sitting here pondering this on the way home. There's not much sports going on. Um, how much longer... Are we going to have your traditional pocket passers in the NFL? Because as you can see, we're starting to go away from that. Um, you know, with even even for Baker Mayfield, for instance, I know he's not a running quarterback, but he's athletic enough to roll out the pocket. You know, get away from pressure. I mean, how much longer are we going to have these Tom Brady's, the Peyton Manning's, the Matt Ryan's? You know, I mean, do do you see five ten years from now us having any quarterbacks like that? Or are they all going to be these athletic? more athletic guys that can at least run for first downs if they need to. That's just my question. I don't think we will have anyone like a Tom Brady or a Matt Ryan versus like that. Uh, I think they're all going to be really athletic. 
over the next five, ten years. So what do y'all think? Stay dirty. Uh, first of all, uh, I hope Bryson survives his coronavirus. Um, well, I was, did he, after he got out of stripping, did he just become one of the guys? Or one, is he one of the, uh, the Snell family on Ozark? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to out my people. The, the Snells kind of have a, a little Ed Orgeron to yeah. them. Yeah. Um, I, like, I, I want to. I agree with him and disagree with him simultaneously because I think that the – I hate to go back to it, but I think it's a, it's kind of the same as the other question. It's like all what fits your system and all what and – I, and, I, and I also think the, the uh, Pat Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Daniel Jones, Josh Allen type of – I can scramble and I can throw on the run is going to be way more prevalent than the Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, like Cam, like I've said it before. I'll say it again. I've, I took a lot of heat on this show over the years when I said Cam Newton was good. Dwight Howard and whatever. It's like, it's not sustainable. Lamar Jackson is not sustainable. It's not. Even Josh Allen, who I threw in there, not nearly as sustainable. Ben Roethlisberger is a good example of a guy who is like very mobile but took a lot of hits, and it catches up with you. I think Ben lasted longer than his style of play really should have, but he's obviously also a very big guy. Yeah. <coughs> Romo. All of these guys, like, I just don't think. Well, let's look right now. Let's, I think you have to be a pocket passer first with the ability to scramble. By the way, I would not put Kyler Murray in that mix. I watched a lot of him this year. He knows when to get down. He doesn't. And knowing when to get down is neither here nor there. Knowing when to get down, it, it's just a numbers game. You look at the top young quarterbacks. I'll put him in that. Let's look in the last few draft classes. What type of guys we have? We have Kyler. We have like a Patrick Mahomes, Baker Mayfield. You said Josh Allen. Now let's now let's look. Let's look who's Sam com- Darnold runs a little bit. Let's Sam Darnold. Let's look who's coming out. You have Bur- Burrow can actually move. Burrow's yeah, athletic. but Burrow is a great example of a guy in the NFL. He's going to move and he's going to slide, but he's not. He's yeah. gonna, I, I mean, slide out of the pocket and stuff like that. So we have Burrow. We have Tua. Herbert's more of a pocket passer, I think, from Oregon. Then you have, uh, what's his name from Clemson coming out next year? Trevor Lawrence. Very athletic, very mobile. I think you're definitely going to have more of the guys who can move, but it's also a matter of finding that bounce. I mean, guys, Patrick Mahomes already got hurt. Yeah. Year two. Yeah. And if you look over the last, you know, two, three decades, a lot of the guys who have had success already were those guys. I mean, Montana was fairly mobile. Steve Young was hella mobile. John Elway. John Elway. Um, You know, like... Brett Favre. Yeah, Favre. Manning and Brady, they're really two of the guys. And Breeze. Breeze, like, not really mobile, but, like, fine uh, moving. But like Manning Breeze, the Manning brothers Breeze, uh, you know, even Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's pretty good, like sliding around. Like as he's gotten older, 
He has it, but like when he was younger, he he moved fine. I'm talking about in terms of moving the pocket, and I'm not talking about running for first downs, but like I, I still think again. The Giants quarterback, Daniel Jones, holds the ball way too long for me. He's going to get killed in the pocket before he gets killed out of the pocket. But, like, he's an example of a guy who I like. Like, that's the style of play to me. It's like stay in the pocket, try to pass. If it breaks down, be able to move. And then, of course, like, be able to get down and whatever. But, like, this – the idea of having, like, an athletic quarterback or, like, a running quarterback I still think is just – I still just don't think it's going to go there because it's too hard to stack those guys and say our offensive system is Lamar Jackson, and if it gets hurt, it's Robert Griffin. Like, for example, who do you? How do you back up Kyler Murray? How do you back up Russell Wilson? How do you back up these guys? Look at the Steelers. You know, they're like we're going to play Ben Roethlisberger's offense, and then if he goes down, we're going to put Duck Hodges in. It's like. You have to have a system in place that goes, this guy goes down, this guy fills in. you know. And I just don't think that's reasonable where you're not going to miss a beat unlike the Patriots who went, what, would they go? 12 and, you know. In, in all the years of Tom Brady's first, they went 11 and 5 with Matt Castle. They no, went 4 and 0. No, I, I know what it is. They went, I believe, like 16 and 5, 15 and 5. 14 and 6. Yeah. So they won seventy percent of their games. They're just like learning the system. Yeah, but but I, I I don't know if I necessarily agree with you saying oh if Kyler Murray goes down I don't know who their backup is in Arizona. But you know I, I think I think a lot of these guys are such good pocket passers too that your traditional pocket passer that comes into the game can fill that void. I think it's kind of a lot like how the NBA centers are now shooting the ball from three a lot. Exactly, and like. But there's still going to be a place for, like, the DeAndre Jordans of the world, just like a big guy down low who can get boards, put back layups, stuff like that. The pocket passer, I mean, it's it's just traditional football that's always worked. But you're but, right. but, the, but, the, but you did make a good point, though. Like, but the, we're the, forgetting all these guys who were mobile. Right. But I'm, that's what I'm saying. The Joel Embiid's and, the, and Giannis and all these guys that are seven feet tall. But that that's different than saying, like, Every NBA center is gonna be Kevin Durant. Like Kevin Durant's seven feet tall. Yeah, I I don't care what he says. What, what Kevin Durant is seven feet tall. He's not a center, and and that's the thing about the NBA is like, the NFL is like I just don't see it going like the way of college football, where fifteen years from now everybody's Lamar Jackson. I just don't see it. Not that not Lamar Jackson because he's obviously a freak athlete who won the Heisman and whatever. But I'm just saying I don't see it becoming the Big 12 where everybody's running because it's just not sustainable. He is a guy I really am excited to see how this year would play out. He had such a great year last year, obviously won the MVP. But he's a quarterback where... NFL coaches are so smart, right, Joe? They adapt. They have a full more year of game film on him. Somebody that where does he modify his game even more? You know what I'm saying? To where he's not rushing for a thousand yards. Like, but again, even even look at just the success. Like Jared Goff's a pretty athletic guy, and he runs for first downs. And 
Jimmy Garoppolo has run. But like, look at the quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. Like, let's just keep going backwards. We've got Mahomes and Jimmy G. I w- I wouldn't think that anybody would consider them the athlete that Bryson's asking about. Would you? Like, I, I mean, I think Mahomes is the peak version of like a very mobile guy, but he's definitely a po- he threw fifty touchdowns two years ago. You know, you've got then you've got Tom Brady, who's a statue, and Jared Goff. You've got Tom Brady and Nick Foles. You've got Tom Brady and Matt Ryan. Like, when has the guy? When has that guy shown up in the Super Bowl yet? I mean, Kaepernick. You're talking the Lamar Jacksons. I'm talking about a guy who's like the dual threat. We're looking at Cam Kaepernick. Both lost the Super Bowl. I mean, not that's fine. Like getting the Super Bowl is enough. Russ, but again, the thing about Russ is like everybody likes to talk about Russ is Pete Hol- uh Pete Carroll refused to call uh like a run for Russ ever. Like he just doesn't do it. They never put him in a position where like you're gonna like and if it is, it's like a trickery, like you're gonna go this way and I'm gonna bootleg out. Like they're not running quarterback draws. Yeah. They're not running I mean, the the run pass option that they do, like he's never keeping it. That's the thing, he's not keeping it. Like and if he does, it's wildly rare. So and the idea again of a Russell Wilson type of a pocket passer who then scrambles, yeah, I think that we can see that, but how much different is Russell Wilson than Andrew Luck? Andrew Luck ran for first downs. Andrew Luck ran the ball. How much different is Russell Wilson from John Elway? I would argue not, really. Right. So the idea, like, honestly, how much different is Russell Wilson from Joe Montana? Like, maybe he's running the ball a little bit more. But, like, I don't think we've seen that much of a change in terms of, like, oh, we're going to go to these crazy athletes. Yeah. I mean, John Elway, Steve Young, that's 30 years ago. Yeah. Those guys could run the ball. Yeah. If they had to. There, There is a big difference in a called run play designated for the quarterback versus play breaks down he runs. Right. And that, that would be a concern of mine if I'm a Bills fan. Right. If you watch them, they did do a lot of designed quarterback draws. With, Josh Allen's a big guy. He's and a big great. guy. And how, yeah. But how long does that last? Yeah, you got to protect the quarterback. So I mean, to, to answer, I just think it's going to be more and more that the offenses are going to change and they're going to go. Everybody wants to be able to move. Everybody wants to be doing what's successful. Yeah, but there's only so many Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, you know what I mean. The Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes type. Like, hey, scramble this way and throw across your body forty yards. Well, if you guys have a call, the hotline. As always, 310-359-8365. Put that on your phone. And if a British lady answers the phone to leave a message, then you have the right number. Uh, let's continue the quarterback conversation. Funny news came out with your boy, Jameis Winston. I feel like this is the, the, the Jameis update. We might need like a bumper. Like, 
Jameis news. Like, we are all in on reporting on everything that happens in Jameis land. Well, at this point, we don't have much sports news to discuss, right. and, and he's one of the few free agents. But and also, it's my life's work to, like, all this started because somebody, don't forget, somebody randomly replied to a tweet that I did never tagged them in, decided to jump into our pool, jump into the dirty sports pool. And now, as you know, I never let any arguments with trolls ever die. Well, Bruce um, Bruce Arians told Rich Eisen that Jameis was actually the third option for 2020. That they liked Brady and they liked Bridgewater. Yeah, and that was it. And they liked Jameis. So basically, he said this on Rich Eisen's show. It was Brady, Teddy Bridgewater, then Jameis. So that says a lot. You're talking about a very seasoned NFL coach who was successful uh, for many years. I mean, everybody on record is liking Bruce Arians and the Bruce Arians hire and Bruce Arians as a coach, right? Even Jameis one of one, for example, on record as saying he's the QB whisperer. He's the great QB guru. He's an offensive genius. Look what he did with Carson Palmer. Look what he did with Andrew Luck. Look what he did with Ben Roethlisberger. Even the even the people who defend Jameis more than anybody has ever defended Jameis are on record. You can look up their tweet history saying, give me Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians is what Jameis Winston needs. He's the quarterback guy. Jameis Winston is the guy. So now what? So now the quarterback guru guy everybody loves doesn't like Jameis. On as record. much as he likes 43-year-old Tom Brady, who no one else in the league wanted, and Teddy Bridgewater, who is a former backup for the Jets and the Saints, and now is the quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. They had him under those guys. Yeah. We have a Jameis-related question. You Great. comments that I've been trying to get to. Courtesy of Aaron Mahars twerks with wolves. Would you rather be forced to eat Skyline Chili for every meal for the rest of your life, or have Jameis Winston signed as the franchise QB of your favorite team? Minimum five-year maximum contract, potentially ruining the team's salary. Cap. I mean, that's an easy answer. I don't eat Skyline Chili every meal. Every meal twerks. Come on. Should have been. You should have said for a year. Yeah. Every every meal every day. About, Every meal for a year or five. I might do the chili. Just like the for five years, for as long. It's a long time. Yeah. Eat the same meal over and over. We've been we've been stuck in our apartments for two weeks. Everybody's losing their goddamn minds. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine the, the idea of being under a food quarantine oh. and it's canned Ohio chili. Be awful. I mean, where is where is Ohio even on like the the states whose chilies you'd want to eat first list? I don't even think are they even a top five chili state? Ah, come on. Show a little respect. I'm just saying, because you guys have a, a warring, terrible chili restaurants, <laughs> doesn't mean, you know what I mean? Like, I have the, the the top six cities for chili right here in the United States. According to what? According to the Huffington Post. Oh, Huffington Post is hot, flaming trash. Number six, we got Dallas. Number five, we got Denver. Four, Washington, D.C., Three, Fairfax, Virginia. Washington, who's eating D.C. chili? 
I don't know. This Apparently, look, this, the, the red the, apron butchery. By the butchery. way, Rizzo's going to love this when Cincinnati's two or one. He's going to be like, well, huffing the post. Number two, Los Angeles, apparently. And coming in at the number one best place to get chili in the United States is the Institute of Chili Truck in San Antonio, Texas. Wow. So, Cincinnati and Ohio does not crack the top six. Well, the Huffington Post is trash. Okay. I will only read one publication at this point in my life, the Wall Street Journal, <laughs> courtesy of none other than Walt Ruther letting me use his access. I would eat chili every meal for a year to make sure that— to Every meal? Every meal for a year— if if the New York Giants were saying, we have a deal in place, we're giving him the Jared Goff money for five years, it's, we're, we're about to slide this across the desk. Five years, we're all in, we're giving him, up, we're giving him as long as it took Andy Ruther to get through college to prove he can or cannot be our quarterback. We're, we're signing a deal right now. You know, 200... Wait, signing who? Jameis Winston. $200 million, 120 guaranteed. He's getting 40 a year for five years, or you're eating chili every meal for a year. I'm like, give me that, give me that sweet, sweet skyline. By the way, what are these digs at me taking five years to graduate college? I finished with a good GPA, and I was a double major. You've taken a few digs lately, like Ruther I, take, I, taking five I years. Just, I was just trying to think of things that take five years. What what else jumps out to your mind? What's up? What's what? What else happens in five year blocks? I don't know. If you had four years, I would have gone. The average person's college, the time between Olympics, presidential elections. I want to address something. By the way, I had a conversation with one of my good buddies from college the other night, and this goes back to our live broadcast of the Cards Steelers Super Bowl Forty Three, where I said I've blacked out a thousand times in my life. And there was a huge debate on YouTube and in the show. Did, has Ruther really blacked out a thousand times for drinking in his life? And I explained that I am a very big lightweight when it comes to drinking. My buddy and can, edibles and edibles and pot in general. Yeah, drugs. I'm pathetic. I, I admit it. I, there's no denying it. I am a lightweight with drugs, any sort of mind-altering substance. My buddy confirmed. He's like, "Oh, you the worst." This is somebody I went to school with four or five years. He's like, you basically blacked out every time you drank. The next day, you'd, you definitely would not remember certain things. I just lost a picture. Oh, it scared the shit out of me. Just blacked out again. I thought, I thought. Oh, that was, yeah, it was Ruther blacking out off the wall. Jesus. <laughs> and it's not even hanging. I thought the Raiders, yeah, Ray know, Guy. Oh, my God. Um, now, I'm actually surprised that it took you as long as it did to quit drinking. Like the blackouts for me are real were the real wake up days, you know, where you're like, oh, maybe I take a couple weeks off here, which I used to especially do, especially after I hit maybe like twenty five, yeah, twenty six. I remember like, you know, maybe birthdays or like Fourth of July is like, which my my birthday is the Fifth of July, so it was always like a Fourth of July blackout into my birthday, uh, but like at twenty five, thirty, I mean thirty years old, thirty years old is a real real. Line in the sand. You're blacking out after 30. Like, yeah, it's, it's every a, time you're drinking. I mean, not, how old? How old were you when you quit? You, we're now. You were like 34, 35. No, I'm 33. Com- I'm coming up on uh, the denting happened April 5th, 2014. So six years come be, uh, so Sunday. 32 years old. I was 32 years old. Okay, the last time I like really drank. 
Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, dude. I only drink responsibly. That's my thing. I don't know if you know that about me. As you should. I mean, do you know. I'm just going to have that one today. Like, That's it. Just one. Just having one. Well, a, a single Miller Lite. Like, have you ever hooked up with somebody and not remembered it? Uh, like, like no memory at all. I don't think so. Like, no. Like I've done that multiple times. Like, that's, yeah, that's one thing. I, like, I think if I'm blacked out, like that's a problem. If I'm blacked out, like that was my focus for the evening. You know what I mean? One of my favorite stories. I've had really rough. Yeah. Spotty memories of it. Browning but, out. Yeah. But I'll tell you. I'll tell you a story real quick because we we have a minute here. One of my favorite ones of not remembering was I was in college. I was in my fourth year. I was I was dating somebody at the time, and uh, this, this this talk about aging myself. My buddy calls me on my my landline. I didn't even have a cell phone. This is two thousand four. My buddy calls me. He goes, "Hey, uh, how was last night for you?" This was fine. I was like, "I got really drunk. I don't know. Just woke up. It's like one in the afternoon." He goes, "Did you do anything with anybody last night?" I go, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "Bro, you completely hooked up with so and so." And I'm like, I did? I have a girlfriend. He's like, yeah. And you don't remember? So this is what happened. I went to some sorority event. We're, we're leaving the bar. A girl sits on my lap. I start making out with this girl. And apparently all the other girls in the sorority are like, uh, Ruther has a girlfriend? What is he doing? I have no memory of this. I hook up with her at her place. I go back to my apartment in St. Louis. And uh, so... My buddy tells me this and he goes, dude, check your underwear. And I go, what? He goes, the reason I know, I know her roommate. She said, Ruther took off this morning and left his underwear and you just walked back free balling. And like, there it was like, I, you know, it was one of those where you just pass out in your clothes and I look, yep. Had my shorts on with no underwear. Like I had a few of those instances where somebody would have to tell me like, yo dude, you hooked up with somebody and you have no memory of it. And you're right. I should have been like, that's a sign. Maybe I shouldn't drink. Like if you have sex with somebody and don't remember it, that's not a good way to live your life. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've, I, I, I mean, it, other than like maybe having girlfriends that I was like in a stable relationship with and we just got like too drunk, you know what I mean? Too drunk and whatever. But no, I don't think so because I think for me to get blackout, that's going to be like my sole goal for the night is to like get blackout. Yeah. Or like it just departed. Like I think my last like major blackout where I'm like, oh my God, how did I get from A to B was Kobe? No. Cause I still remember, I still remember everything about the Kobe night. I mean, not everything, but I, I remember being here. I remember leaving here. I remember leaving my place after. I remember everything that happened. Like, and again, that's just proof that you should eat before you go out. It was I, I've said before, that's not in my top hundred hangovers. Crazy. The Giants second Super Bowl with Eli. Dave Briggs was like, We gotta go rage after. And he's like, and and I was just hammered. And then he was like, We gotta go to the strip club. And we went to the strip club, and then he had to leave, and I left with him. And then I remember them not letting me back in, which is good because I didn't want. I only went with Dave. And then I remember trying to hail a cab. This is pre Uber. Trying to hail a cab on Olympic Boulevard, like 
I was in New York City, just like walking out in Olympic Boulevard with my arm out, and cops coming over and being like, "What are you doing?" And me being like, "I'm just celebrating a championship. Like we won." Yeah. And they were like, "We need some ID." And I remember pulling my phone out and just like literally throwing it in the air and being like, "And it's cra- and it fell and it cracked." And I was like, "God." And I have no idea how I got home. I'm pretty sure the cops drove me home. Because I have no idea how. I didn't. Yeah. Unless they called me a cab. But I didn't have any cash on me. But I actually did have cash on me because Dave Briggs gave me $200 in cash. And then the next day it was like, how was the strip club? Did you go back in? I was like, no. And he's like, man, I give you $200 in cash. And I was like, oh, I don't want to have taken $200 from somebody. And then I went into my pocket. $200 still there. Returned to Dave Briggs. What's the craziest place? Have you ever woken up in a crazy place? Where you have no memory, you've been drinking all night. That's probably the crazy. I mean, I was woke up at home, but like I didn't know how I got there. Yeah. But no, I think I'm pretty good at like finding my way back to where I need to be. See that? I mean, that's my. I remember like woken up on the street. Obviously, that's what I'm saying. Up in a field or woken up. I mean, I've 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 literally woken up on sidewalks, subways, park benches, strangers houses next to a girl i have no i mean i mean it, it's like dude it's bad like i woke up once in st louis i think i've told this story maybe it was this or den report i woke up on a sidewalk in st louis at like 8 a.m on a sidewalk and not a good area within a minute waking up and me like standing to my feet some dude's like you in the wrong neighborhood cracker like that type of shit i've woken up in I just I feel like that would just scare me if I did it once. I'd be like, well, I gotta quit. I gotta take it easy. I just got used to it. That was the problem. I got used to being so blacked out. I, I'm more concerned. Like, I feel like you don't have good friends. <laughs> Who's letting you like just go? I go rogue. That's my problem. All I was the type of guy. I'd be at the bar. I'd be at the party. I would just leave. I go rogue. Some some people when they get drunk they get angry. I was never that. Or some people get different my mentality was like and we have a pretty good one of you angry in austin okay (laughs) you have that but usually i was a happy pretty pretty angry at your shirt i agree but i know i was stop it joe stop it i'm so lit in that you couldn't get your shirt on i was normally a happy drunk is my point but i would also take off dude when i lived in madrid man my friends would say we're with you we're with you all night suddenly Gone from the bar. Then, same thing. I wake up on a subway in Madrid with all my clothes on, like noon the next day. The fact that no one ever robbed me, that's the biggest miracle. Of all the places I've woken up, sidewalks, subways, park benches, strangers' houses, the fact that no one ever took my, even the denting, I woke up with my wallet on me. That's the craziest thing. It's crazy. I'm like the luckiest dude ever. And uh, we'll be holding a six-year memorial on uh, this Sunday. If you guys want to join me, we'll be doing a live YouTube. I'm going to go to the don't, sidewalk. Don't be Andy Ruther. Don't drink irresponsibly. I agree. You, I don't know what you're out there to prove, but, uh, you know, just be responsible. See, me, I'm a responsible drinker. I can just Now I can just enjoy two to three Miller Lights on any given evening. It's a very responsible amount. And it's delicious. That's the best part of it, too. So now I can enjoy one of the things I really love the taste of. It's like, you know, don't eat 
a thousand gallons of ice cream, you're never going to be like ice cream anymore. I, I, I just have a couple cones. I think day. that's the difference between me and you. You've always been under control with that stuff, and it's, and it's, you're right. In the same way with food. I, dude, last night I got into my Trader Joe's peanut butter cups. Mm, those are good. They're really good, right, Nick? Yeah. But I, I couldn't. Like my mind's saying, "Yo, dude, chill out, man." But my body's going, "You know you want more. You know you want more." I, dude, it's awful. I can't control myself at times. I mean, what did I eat? Nick saw me Thursday, Prano, and he's like, "Dude, what? What? I, I ate two burritos. Then I cooked nachos for myself. Taquitos. It was. Just, it's like you couldn't stop eating. It's not easy this time." You know, you, you get hungry, you know, like a lot of the times whenever you're, whenever I get bored, like I'll, you'll, you'll often eat just to like entertain yourself, you know? That's what's, that's the biggest problem with this quarantine. Yeah. Everybody's just eating out of boredom. Exactly. So I, I think that's kind of what you were, you were going through that night when you had the taquitos. I was proud of you though. The other day when we went to McDonald's, you just got two sandwiches. Oh, it was so hard. We went to McDonald's. By the way, have you seen the t- the tweet that's going around with like the "Would you eat this all in like ninety minutes for like this like McDonald's tray that's got like three burgers on it and two things of nuggets and like a thing of fries and like four drinks? It's like, would you eat all this in ninety minutes for thirty five hundred dollars? I'm like, I'll eat it all now because I'm hungry. Like, it's, not <laughs> even, it's not even a lot of food. That's usually Ruther's order. So. Yeah, it, it's it's like a ridiculously like of all the the good content we've got out there, somebody just tried to like make a meme that's like only popular because everybody's going like i'll eat it right now dude like it's like not that much food it's like three sandwiches but a- you 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 can eat meet this is where we are you can eat a lot dude i had a full chipotle burrito this morning double wrapped in like three minutes my go-to like if i go to mcdonald's i'll get i'll do the two for three i'll do two mcdoubles two mcchickens and then usually Nick and I will split a large fry. That's all right. <laughs> but yeah, my, I mean, I, when I go to McDonald's, I try not to overdo it because I know it's going to taste great. And you're, I'm going to feel like trash after. So I'll go the double cheeseburger, McChicken, small fry, sweet tea. Go double cheeseburger plain, extra slice of cheese, oh. six-piece nugget. Fry. Isn't that just a McDouble? Isn't that like the... No, 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 no. McDouble only has one slice of cheese. Double cheeseburger has two slices of cheese. I go and double cheeseburger. extra bread, right? No. No. No extra bread, just extra cheese. You know what we learned, though? His double cheeseburger with, with an extra slice of cheese costs the same as two McDoubles. Loophole. You get a McDouble with two extra slices of cheese. It's only a thirty cent upcharge for one slice of cheese, so sixty cent upcharge. I don't want McDonald's adjusting my sandwiches. I agree. Burger King, have it your way. This is something they take pride in. McDonald's, those are hot and ready. I'm not trying to have your fingers in. That's how coronavirus started. Some guy, <laughs> some guy going, can I get it with no? Can I get it with no pickles? And some minimum wage worker who picks his nose for a living. Puts, gets your pickle off your sandwich. Good luck ever going anywhere without. I take my own pickles off my sandwich. But at least it's fresh. No, good luck, get, dude. I, yeah, they're not, that's what I'm saying. Actually, they're not making it fresh. This, they're just making an adjustment. Yeah. They're just like going in and fixing a sandwich for you. This would be the Nick challenge to order a meal without a modification. Like I don't eat, I don't like onions, but like you get, I just like deal with the onions on a McDonald's bar. I pull the pickle out, but I pull the pickle out as I eat it. Like I'll take a bite and then I see that pickle and I yank it. 
I don't need I don't need somebody I don't I don't need somebody making adjustments to my McDonald's meal. I'm really hungry right now. I think we should wrap up this episode. Sure. And get some grub. Okay. I had a gigantic burrito right before I got here. So. Oh, man. But we'll figure it out. All right, guys. That's the show. Thanks for tuning in. Follow us on social media. Subscribe on YouTube. Drop an iTunes review. You know what to do. Come on. Yeah. At Joe Prano on Instagram. At Fix Your Life on Twitter. Uh, I don't really have a whole lot else. Stay, stay inside. Wash your hands. Yeah, wash your goddamn hands. Stay inside. Don't be spreading this stuff. Twitch. Play, I was going to say play Nick. <laughs> Twitch.tv forward slash Nick Dale. I'll be live Wednesdays and Fridays. Oh, he's got a little sketch. Sketch. Got to keep him, keep him honest. Nick, anything good come through on the chat while we were doing the show? Um, Stanga. I'm um, saying he woke up on a roof once. Solid. That's a good one. They found me laying on my side. I had puked and was running down the roof into the gutter. It's a pretty good one. Solid. I feel like Stang and I could maybe go toe-to-toe on dumb drunken stories. That's why, to wrap it up, the denting was the best thing to ever happen to me because I would still be on this reckless path. A a near-death episode is what I needed, Joe. Divine intervention. Okay, guys, that's the show. Thank you for the support. Stay safe. Stay inside. And most importantly, stay dirty.